you have your Bibles, open them up to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Wow. I, I just had a minister in the area. Um, he messaged me before bed last night, and he's like, he goes, Pastor James, I'm telling you right now. He said, there's going to come a time when you guys start your service on a Sunday, and it's not going to stop. No one's going to want to leave because the presence of God's going to be so strong. <laughs> it's a challenge. It's a, it's a challenge to even stop praise and worship, to be honest with you. You know when you start to become really in tune and, and you start to mature in your walk with the Lord? You want to know? When you can get into his presence without music. When you can enter in without all of the extra stimuli kind of a thing, right? Now, don't get me wrong. I love the music. I love it. But, man, there's something. When, when you are really in that intimate walk with him, when you, you know, go in your bedroom, whatever, close the door, and just all of a sudden, wow, his pre- you just sense his presence like now without anything else. I love that. Amen? 1 Corinthians 2, 9 through 10 here. Whew. It says, but as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has, it would be kind of a bummer if it just stopped at that verse, wouldn't it? But verse 10, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit, the Holy Spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. Now, Go with me back to uh, John chapter 16. We're going to talk about the Holy Ghost this morning. Is that all right? John 16, verses 12 and 13 I want to look at. Mm, Man, it's such a heavenly atmosphere here today, I'm telling you. Uh, John 16, 12 through 13. Jesus said these words. He said, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. Today, I want to talk about one of the most important functions of the Holy Spirit in the life of a Christian. The title of this message today is this, The Revealer of Things to Come. The Revealer of of things to come. The Lord spoke to me that he is about to show us people here in this church and in his people all around the world. He is about to reveal and show things to us that are going to be coming to pass in our life and in the world in general. And he doesn't want us to miss it. Amen. Amen. Now here's how important it is. You ready for this? In some situations, it can mean life or death to be led by the Holy Spirit. To hear from Him. Amen? It could mean heaven or hell in some situations for others. It could mean protection or destruction in some situations. It could mean prosperity or poverty in some situations. I'm talking about being led by the Holy Spirit. The Lord told me this, that He has been revealing things to us, to some, but many have not recognized that it's Him. Oh, come on now. What happens when the Holy Spirit sometimes tries to show us something? Many times we think it's just our, ourselves. Why am I thinking of this? Right? 
Like, why am I thinking? They think it's, you think it's your own imagination, that it's your own thoughts. So you immediately just kind of throw it off to the side. Listen, this is a real practical teaching here today, all right? So he told me this, prepare your people with this message. And I said, yes, sir. Amen? Jesus said that the Holy Spirit would tell us things to come. But the King James Version says this, that the Holy Spirit would show us things to come. I find that very interesting, don't you? The very fact that God will reveal things to us, it, it, the, the, you know, that He wants to reveal future things to us. This is amazing. It means this, that God is interested in your future. God is interested in whether you succeed or not on this earth. You know that, right? He wants that line of communication to be open between heaven and earth. That line of communication is with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the only part of the Godhead that's on this earth. So if someone's going to grieve the Holy Spirit and keep him out, you're in a world of hurt. Now you're on your own. That's when you're going to get into a bunch of trouble. So this teaching here, that's why I say in some cases it's life or death. There's been, there was a testimony of a guy in Minneapolis. Remember that bridge collapse? You remember that? Where he was driving and all of a sudden here he heard on the inside, stop! And he stopped in the bridge collapse right before he got on it. This could be life or death. Hearing from the Holy Spirit. Now, so... The Word of God calls the Holy Spirit our earnest or deposit for the complete redemption once we get to heaven, right? All right? We live on earth right now, or at least some of us do, right? But we have a heavenly gift living on the inside of us, and that's the Holy Spirit. We have a part of heaven living on the inside of us. I love that. All right? That's why Second uh, Peter 1 Chapter 1, verse 4 says that we as Christians can be partakers of the divine nature. We have a piece of heaven living on the inside of us. Amen? And the Holy Spirit is always trying to lead us into good things. The Holy Spirit is not trying to lead you into bad things. You know that, right? Christianity 101, right? All right, so we have a piece of heaven on the inside of us that trumps the curse that's on the earth right now. Amen. God doesn't want us living like the world, someone who's not saved. You do know that, right? He wants us to live up here because we are seated with Christ in the heavenly places, spiritually speaking. Amen. So we, ha- we can have a taste of heaven here on earth. All right. On earth, like Jesus prayed, on earth as it is in heaven. Remember Jesus prayed that? Say, on earth as it is in heaven. God desires heaven's reality to be advanced on this earth and in our life. All right? So, you know, many of us are thinking really low. We're thinking, we're thinking in, in the curse realm. No, 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 no. You've got to get into the Word and find out. Because once you get into the Word, you find out, wow, God really does want me to walk in power and authority. Amen? We don't have to put up with all this junk of the curse. Jesus took care of that. Amen? Of course, there's some things we need to do, and that's what I've been teaching at the Extreme Warfare Healing and Deliverance Service. But, of course, we teach it on Sundays too. But, um, but He wants us to walk in victory. No doubt about that. 
So, uh, you know, just a taste of heaven on earth is glorious. Can you imagine what it's going to be like in heaven? Amen. It's awesome. So it's interesting that different versions of the Bible here, they use two different descriptions of how the Holy Spirit reveals something to us. So number one, it said that he tells us things to come. Number two, he shows us things to come. They're both right. All right. They both are correct. One is hearing with your spiritual ears and one is seeing with your spiritual eyes. You know how in the natural we have five senses, right? Do you know you have five senses in your spirit, man? See, oh, but we're so wrapped up and focused on everything in the natural that our spiritual senses are just dulled. Come on, somebody. All right. So we got to know, we got to start to develop our spirit man. All right. So first of all, let's lay a scriptural foundation um, that the Holy Spirit will tell us things to come. We have plenty of uh, evidence of that. Abraham was told by God and his, uh, that his descendants were going to be great and he would make his name great. And in his name, all the families of the earth would be blessed. Genesis 12, right? And we know what he's talking about, that, the, that Jesus Christ, the Messiah, came through the lineage of Abraham, right? We got uh, Jeremiah. God spoke to Jeremiah and told him that he, was, that he called him from his mother's womb and it ordained him to be a prophet to the nations. That was spoken to him, all right? Acts chapter 8. Oh, you're like, oh, okay, well, that's Old Testament. Give me some new. Okay, here we go. Uh, Acts chapter 8 tells us how the Holy Spirit spoke to Philip and told him to go to a certain place. And then he told him to join himself to an individual to lead him to Christ. He literally spoke, spoke that to Philip personally, all right? Now, did, did Philip hear an audible voice or did he hear it on the inside? There's a, are you hearing me? The still, small voice. Have you ever heard the still, small voice of the Holy Ghost on the inside? Come on. Amen. Acts chapter 10 reveals to us that the Holy Spirit told Peter that three men were seeking him and to go with them with nothing doubting. All right? So there's another part that he spoke. Secondly, it's scriptural to say that the Holy Spirit will show us things to come. In Genesis 37, Joseph had a dream, or you could call it a dream a night vision. Say night vision. Just kind of a little cooler sounding, right? All right? Which revealed his brothers. Remember, Joseph had a dream, and... It revealed to him that his brothers eventually would bow down to him. So he's seen this in a dream, okay? Um, so, and of course, this came to pass when Joseph became a ruler. And sure enough, what the Holy Ghost showed him came to pass eventually, right? Now, in Acts chapter 10, which I just talked about, the Holy Spirit gave Peter a vision. So not only did the Holy Spirit speak to Peter, but he also gave him a vision that salvation was being made available to the Gentiles or anybody outside of the Jewish people, okay? Um, so you got to know. So there, in that case, Acts 10, and that's New Testament, both happened. Holy Ghost spoke, Holy Ghost showed him something, amen? Now, I want to point something out in that account that maybe you've never seen before. Go to Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10. I believe that this teaching, that there's an impartation, that there's an anointing on it, that you're going to start to hear and be more in tune with the Holy Ghost when you leave here today. You know there's impartations when you come to church, right? 
You know there's impartations when you're in a corporate anointing. That's why those of you watching online, it's not the same. Come on. Amen. <laughs> you got to get it under the spout where the glory is being poured out. Amen. I mean, there's something about the corporate anointing, right? I love it. All right. Acts 10, uh, 9 through 11. And it says, the next day as they went on their journey and drew near the city, Peter went up on the housetop to pray. About the, sixth hour, about the sixth hour, he went on the housetop to pray. Then he became very hungry and wanted to eat. But while they made ready, he fell into a trance and saw heaven open and an object like a great sheet bound at the four corners, descending to him and let down to the earth. Now, here's what I want to point out here. The vision took place when Peter went up to the housetop to pray. I want you to notice something. Peter went up to the housetop to what? Oh, he actually had a purpose. He purposed it in his heart to go pray and seek the Lord. Are you following me? It's important to know that you have to focus on the Lord and you have to purpose in your heart, I want to hear from the Holy Spirit. Uh, Now, Praise God when things happen, if your mind's elsewhere and you're about ready to get into an accident and the Holy Ghost said, turn left. Great. Guess what? You're blessed that he did that. But you need to stay in tune spiritually. Come on. We need to stay in tune. Amen. So listen to this. So Peter went up to the housetop to pray. And it's, so Peter set his focus on the Lord and on spiritual things. Say spiritual things. Now, next, I find it interesting here that it points out that Peter was hungry. Say hungry. Anybody hungry in here? All right. I find it interesting that Peter was, in hung- was hungry. Here's the point that the Holy Ghost, revealed, Holy Ghost revealed to me. He was in fasting mode. Mm. Oh, my. Now, here's what I te- want to tell you. Peter maybe wasn't necessarily fasting on purpose, but he was in fasting mode. (laughs) Now, maybe that's why we hear the Holy Spirit so good in church, because we get hungry. Or maybe what stumbles that is our focus gets on Pizza Hut. (laughs) Right? Come on. (laughs) Pastor's getting a little, uh, he's meddling today. Amen. Amen. So he was in fasting mode, which allowed, when you're in fasting mode, it allows your spirit man to be stronger than your flesh. And it allows your spiritual eyes, your spiritual ears, and all of your spiritual senses to be more sensitive. There's something powerful about it. If you really need to hear from the Lord, you know what? Skip a meal and go pray. It's, now remember, it's fasting and prayer. Now, if you're if you're just fasting with no purpose from hearing the Holy Ghost, guess what you're gonna ha- guess what you're gonna get? Yes, <laughs> and nothing from the Holy Ghost, right? So, notice Peter went up to the housetop to pray with the purpose to pray, and he was hungry. Okay, he was in fasting mode. Fasting is powerful and essential in our in our Christian walk with the Lord. All right. Um, I mean, it, it's so important, Jesus said, when you pray, not, or when you fast, not if you fast. He said when. He expects us to at times. Amen? 
In Acts chapter 9, 12, we see that the Holy Spirit gave Paul a vision of a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him to receive sight. You remember that? Remember after the road to Damascus, right? When he, when he had an encounter with Jesus and Paul was blind? Well, the Holy Spirit gave Paul a vision and said, Ananias is going to come, basically, and put your hand on you. You're going to receive your sight. That was showed to him. Um, in Acts 11.28, we see the Holy Spirit revealed that they, a famine, a famine was coming. All right? The Holy Spirit, Spirit spoke that through a prophet named Agabus. All right? It says that the Holy Spirit showed him. He showed the prophet. Agabus was a prophet. And so obviously the Holy Spirit gave Agabus a vision of a future event. How many of you know the Holy Spirit's trying to prepare us something that's going to happen down the road? In this country, even. Amen? All right. So, uh, so sometimes you will have an impression or a quick picture of someone or something on the inside of you. That is the Holy Spirit showing you or trying to reveal something to you. All right? It wasn't that bad Pizza Hut pizza you had last night. Listen, you got to pay attention. If someone comes to you and you're like, well, that just came out of nowhere. Well, that's the Holy Ghost. Amen? All right, so you got to know this. The Holy Spirit never wastes time. He never wastes an opportunity. There is always purpose in everything the Holy Spirit does. Now, I want to give you some reasons now. Why does the Holy Spirit tell us or show us things to come? Let's talk about it. Oftentimes, the Holy Spirit will give you a glimpse of the, of the finished product to prepare you for the tough times ahead in your life. Are you following me? I remember when I first got born again and I felt a call into the ministry, the Holy Spirit gave me a glimpse of something. I don't want to share it, but it's personal to me, but he gave me a glimpse of something. And, you know, immediately when you first get saved, you think, oh, wow, tomorrow that's going to happen. Nope, 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 nope. But he was showing me a a something down the road that's going to give me strength to carry on in the hard times. He will, he will either speak something to you on the inside to encourage you. He may bring a scripture to your remembrance to strengthen you. Or he may use another person to speak a prophetic word over you. Or he might give you a vision or a dream. Amen? Like today, a prophetic word. That was obviously the Holy Spirit was trying to encourage those people. Did you notice the words that were spoken? Right? So Joseph, by the way, he had a very tough road to travel before that vision that God gave him come to pass. You know that? Man, he had a tough time. He, he, he went through a lot of injustice too, right? Sometimes you will have to travel through the valley before you stand on the mountaintop. You know that? All right. Listen to this, though. Here's what I want to point out to you. Even in the valley, Joseph stayed pure and holy before God. He knew that that he was going to come out victorious. He was holding on to that word. Now, that vision that Joseph received, by the way, it, it altered his conduct, his behavior from the birth of that vision. Have, has anybody here, I'm just curious, has the Holy Spirit showed you guys anything about your future and you hold on to that thing that you've seen on the inside? I see you had some head shaking. That's powerful. Amen? Um, there will be times when, uh, you know, sh- talking about sh- Him showing us things to come, uh, 
showing us things to come. There's been times when a loved one passed away, and I knew I knew it was going to happen sooner. Than, you know, I just had a, a just this gut feeling about something just don't feel right about this person. You know, what's going on here? And some the Holy Spirit will sometimes pre- prepare us for that. Okay. Um, Next, why does uh, the Holy Spirit show or tell us things to come? He wants us to have an advantage over our enemies. We need to have that advantage over our enemies. Go to uh, 1 Timothy chapter 1. 1 Timothy chapter 1. 1 Timothy chapter 1. We have to have an advantage. That's... That's the whole purpose of being in tune with the Holy Ghost, too. How many of you know we are in a wrestling match on this earth? We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Most Christians want to stop at we wrestle not. No, it goes on to say we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against power. There is a wrestling match going on. We have real enemies, people. We have absolute real enemies, and we need that advantage over the enemy. Look at 1 Timothy 1, verse 18 and 19. This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare, having faith and a good conscience with some having rejected. Remember, we talked about conscience a few weeks back, a couple weeks back. Concerning the faith suffered shipwreck. Now, so it says, by them, by prophetic words that have been spoken over your life, the Bible says this, you can literally use those prophetic words to wage spiritual warfare. Come on, somebody. That's powerful. So, so if we are to take those prophetic words and war with them, that tells me this, the devil and demons don't like the prophetic they hate the prophetic. In fact, when a church, when a ministry, when the prophetic anointing starts to flow, you watch. Every nut will come into this place and try to stop it. The enemy, listen, I'm just telling you right now. The enemy will try to send individuals to try to cut that uh, prophetic flow off. Come on. Amen? So the Holy Spirit gives prophetic words to us to, for this reason. To form strategy against the enemy to stay strong against the enemy, and to stay on course with his plan and purpose for your life. If the Lord's given you prophetic... By the way, let's talk a little bit about about prophetic words because some people go in the ditch with it. Most prophetic words, it should confirm something in the inside of your spirit. Right? I mean, if I go up to you and I say, thus saith the Lord, you're to be a train conductor, and it doesn't bear witness, don't go be a train conductor. Right? It should be something that's, that it, you feel a confirmation in your spirit. In fact, the people that I was prophesying over, I mean, you could see when the words came forth, it was almost a confirmation to them on the inside. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow, this is, okay, this is hitting home here. All right? So now that doesn't mean to say that there can't be a word that God gives that's something for the future. But here's what I want to tell you. Do not try to make it happen. If you get a prophetic word that does not, you know, like, "Ah, I don't know about that. You know what you do? You take that little jar, put the top on, and you put it up on the shelf and leave it alone until God wants to take it back off. 
And you just keep being obedient to the Lord in your life. Keep being a doer of the word. Do what you know what to do. Be a doer of the word. Be a Christian. Amen. And here's the deal. God, God can only move a, 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 a moving ship. Yeah, I mean, you ever were you ever been on a boat and it's just kind of in the harbor and you get on it and you turn that what is it called the wheel? I don't know. Uh, you turn that the rudder, we'll call it. All right, the rudder, and this thing is just staying in one spot. But boy, you get it out on you know in the lake or wherever you're at, and you start to get that thing moving. Now you turn it. Now, now you can start to move that thing. Amen. So keep moving forward with God. He can only turn a moving ship. Now, some in here, I know you're, you're discouraged. You, you, God showed you something a long time ago. You feel like God has forgotten about you. I can assure you, the creator of all things has not forgotten about you. It's maybe just not the timing right now. If God were to throw you in on that thing, you'd make a mess out of it. Are you hearing me? You would mess it up. That's, it's just perfect timing. Amen. Now, you do know, I mean, from the last time I pastored over on the west side of the state until now, there was a 12-year gap. There is a 12-year gap for me. And you better believe, in those 12 years, I was still in ministry, traveling coast to coast, doing revivals and, and all that. I loved it. But, but I kept asking, Lord, get, I want to be back past. I want to be back pastoring. I want to be in full-time ministry. I wanted it. Now, again, 12 years later. Oh, here comes another Christmas with I here comes another one. Here comes another one. God, I'm not getting any younger here. Right? What? I mean, God, do I I got to remind you of this here, right? God, I, you falling asleep on me here? Right? No, he's not. But he knew if I was he knew the perfect scenario. He knew that 12 years later there would be a position here and it's the absolute perfect fit. And we're gonna we're igniting a revival. We're in an outpouring. The timing of God is everything. Amen. So it doesn't matter what the enemy tries to throw at you. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper as you rise up and condemn those things. Amen. Now, in the Holy Spirit is giving you supernatural insight. By the way, many times a prophetic word—not all the time—but a prophetic word comes. When, they're, when you're getting ready to enter a battle. And the Lord says, you know what? I'm going to speak a word of encouragement to them so they can war with that prophetic word through this thing. Now, here, let me just tell you something. Don't get, don't get too shaken up when, when spiritual warfare starts to happen in your life. If there's no resistance, that means you're not a threat to the enemy. Amen. Come on. Amen. We got, I mean, you just got to know that. All right. So yeah, I know it's not fun going through it, but keep your eyes on the prize. Amen. Amen. Keep moving forward. I mean, what's your other option? You're going to turn back and forsake Jesus and go to hell. I mean, that that's really right. Your only other option. We're not going to do that. Amen. <laughs> so draw strength from the prophecies that have been spoken over to you about your future. Now, the devil is not all knowing. The devil and demons are not all-knowing, but the Holy Spirit is. Amen? And he lives on the inside of you. He is our advantage. Amen? Hallelujah. I'm talking about in the everyday life of a Christian. Of course, Jesus gave us that victory, but our advantage is you better be in tune with the Holy Ghost and receive everything he has for you. Amen? The Holy Ghost baptism. Come on, everybody needs it. 
All Christians need it. Amen? All right. Well, that's just not fitting with my personality. Well, God didn't ask that. God didn't say, well, okay, little Susie over there. Oh, there it is. Yeah, okay. And Mark, Susie, her personality is just a little low. She, she don't need to receive it. But No, no, he, he's not saying that. Amen? Every Christian, every Christian. I'm sorry if you're Susie and you're Holy Ghost baptized. That, um, <laughs> okay, here we go. The Holy Spirit will tell or show, the reason I say that is because I said negative Nelly last week, and we actually have a Nelly here. <laughs> I know that wasn't that was that was just an example. I know you're on fire for the Lord, sister. Hallelujah. See, that's what happens when you get to start to get a bunch of visitors, right? You're going to unknowingly offend someone, so I apologize in advance. Okay, it's good to laugh. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit will tell or show you things to come to have you pray about a situation to turn the tide on it. Now, here's the thing, all right? Some things he's going to show you to prepare you that you can't change that are just going to come to pass. Some things he's showing you because you can turn the tide on it. Now, how do you know that? You'll know. How do you... You'll you'll know. You'll just know. The Holy... You ever have that? The Holy Spirit shows something you just know on the inside. All right? Go with that knower. We call it the knower. Amen? So there will be times when the Holy Spirit will show you something that could happen if you don't pray about that situation. All right? Uh, And thank God the Holy Spirit helps us in our infirmities. Okay? That word infirmity literally means this. Our inability to produce results or weaknesses. That's what the word infirmities means. All right? Our inability to produce results. That's why we need the Holy Ghost. Amen? Because there's going to be many times you're going to find out, I don't know how to pray about this situation. You ever have that? You just don't know how to pray about this situation. All right? Well, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will show or tell you how to pray about something. Now, guess what the other weapon is that we use when we don't know how to pray? Praying in tongues. That's right. Ding, 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 ding. All right. We pray in tongues. We, when we don't know how to pray, we pray in the Holy Ghost, and you should be praying as much as possible. I'm telling you right now, I increased my time of praying in tongues this week, and it's, I, it's just been amazing. It's been amazing. Uh, you will be amazed at the divine appointments, the favor how in tune spiritually you will be if you will increase praying in tongues. I'm telling you, do it. Don't believe me? Try it for yourself, all right? So if a picture of a certain person comes to your remembrance, by faith, just take that, that is a word from the Holy Spirit and start praying for that person, okay? All right? Be alert and be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And one way to do that is this, is to constantly maintain, consistently, consistently maintain a spiritual mindset. Here we go. Stay tuned in. Stay plugged in to the spirit realm. Uh, come on, somebody here. We're going to go into deeper waters for a minute. Can you handle it? Oh, I got some lifesavers here I'm going to throw out at you. Here we go. All right, Ray, put them on. All right, here we go. So stay tuned in to the spirit realm, Okay. Because many unhook by focusing more on the natural realm in the flesh than spiritual things. 
You, when you start to focus, shift your focus away from the promises in the word, you're literally unhooking. Say unhook. You're unhooking from the power of God from in the spirit realm, and you're connecting to the natural realm, all right, and to the flesh. We don't want that. Amen? Yeah. All right, so say, I'm not going to unhook. Stay connected. All right. And one way to, to stay connected and have a spiritual mindset is to get into the word of God. Meditate on the word. You know, take a scripture. I don't care what it is. Jesus wept. Take some kind of a scripture. Jesus loves whatever. And, and think about it. You think about it. It's like you're chewing on it in your, in your uh, thought life. Keeping things, spiritual things from the Lord. You know what? Here, do this. Start. Start picturing how when Jesus ministered healing to people, just picture that in your imagination. When you keep Jesus, when you keep the Word of God in your thought life, okay, you're staying connected to the kingdom of God in the spirit realm, all right? So the Holy Spirit knows the beginning from the end. Like I said, God is all-knowing. He sees far ahead, amen? He's the best dispatcher in the universe, amen? Some people misinterpret that by thinking that, that the actions of an individual is predetermined. But, you know, that's not true. Just because God knows what's going to happen doesn't mean he wills for it to happen that way. You do know that, right? Uh, I, I mean, I had, I, I, I've had some friends who, who got killed uh, drinking and driving. Can anybody tell me here that was the will of God? Absolutely not. Just because God knows what's going to happen doesn't mean he wills for it to happen. Like I brought up before, Ecclesiastes 7.17. 7, it says, do not be overly wicked. Do not be foolish. Why should you die before your time? Okay, so here, right here, this is your time. Let's say this is the will of God. This is, he wants you to live a long and abundant life. Here's your time. Why should you die over here? When the will of God is right here. Come on, somebody. So it's possible to die before your time. Amen. All right. So I'm just saying. So we have a free will. All right. So we got it. God expects us to use our free will for him. Amen. And and to stay connected to his purpose. Uh, Some things the Holy Spirit will reveal to you about your future are conditional. Say conditional. In other words, you and I can thwart the plan of God. We can thwart the will of God for our life very easily. And I was just, I mean, I've been seeing things, and it's like just one wrong decision can alter your whole destiny. Do you know that? It's pretty wild how God used, how God got me, you know, into this position, how I found out about it. I mean, it's just really unbelievable. You know, uh, my mother, let me just real quick briefly tell you, my mother-in-law, she went to Big Rapids. And, you know, off and on throughout the years, I've talked to Marianne about, man, I really want to get back into pastoring. And so my mother-in-law went to Big Rapids where I pastored at the old church over there. And Marianne was like, oh. And she called her mom and said, hey, can you get a picture of you know, James's old church over there and send it to us. It'd just be kind of nice for him to see it. And so she did, and she showed it to me. And that sparked in Marianne to do a search online for full-time pastor positions. <laughs> I, I mean, it's just bizarre how God works. 
Now, what if Marianne, she had that thought and she didn't do that? Well, I would have never found out. I wouldn't be standing here today ministering to you guys. One decision can alter your destiny. One. Wow. I mean, it, it blows my mind how that's why we have to be very careful on how we live and, and, and take into consideration. The Bible says walk circumspectly, walk very carefully, make, be carefully, make, carefully make decisions. Amen. And pray about things and, and listen. So she was hearing from the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Um, so some things are conditional. All right. So, and nobody knows the truth of that than Satan and demonic spirits. They know that, that we have a free will. They know about it. That's why the enemy tries to come, tries to tempt us, and throw us off course. That's exactly. They're trying to throw us off course from the will of God, from the purpose of God for our life. So free, say free will. It's very important, all right? Um, so, uh, don't get weary in well-doing, all right? So, the Holy Spirit, he's trying to give you a glimpse of some things that are going to come to pass. He's trying to encourage you and say, stay the course. If you stay the course, this will come to pass. Amen? Now, next, uh, the next reason he shows you things and, and tells us things about our future is to plant a seed of expectation in our heart. All right, about the future. You see, I love that God is interested and excited about our future, and we should be too. Amen? If God is, man, we should be too. So our present circumstances, let me encourage someone today, because you might be going through a really hard time. Our present circumstances will not last forever. Amen? God has a bigger vision than where you are right now. Let me, I always use this example, and I love it. It ministers to me every time is this, that seasons always change. The cold, long winter eventually comes to an end. It won't stay like that, thank God. It won't stay like that forever. Eventually spring comes, right? And then eventually summer comes, right? And then eventually when you're tired of the dog days of summer, ah, fall comes and pumpkin spice. Amen? Amen? <laughs> So just know, what it, wherever you're at in life right now, seasons always change. It's not going to stay. The enemy will try to tell you. The enemy will try to tell you, you're always going to stay in this mess. You're always going to be in this place. No, you're not. I'm here to say, let hope arise on the inside of you right now. Amen? Here's the deal. God sees the potential that you cannot see. Isn't that the whole essence of the prophetic anointing, the prophetic ministry? Because a prophetic is pointing to something future, right? The, the prophetic, God is showing you something that is to come, not where the person is at necessarily right now. He's trying, oh my goodness, he's trying to pull it out of you. God sees that potential that you cannot see. He's taking you where you have never been before. Listen, the Christian life is an amazing journey. Have you found that out yet? When the Holy Spirit, he showed me this, when the Holy Spirit reveals your future to you, he is planting a seed in your heart and imagination of what you're becoming. I love that. Man, we got to, you know what? Meditate on those prophecies. Those prophetic words that were spoken over you, meditate on them. Amen? Your future has to move into you before you move into your future. 
Oh, man, that's deep, isn't it? Let me say it again. Your future has to move into you. In other words, you've got to see this thing on the inside. Your future has to move into you before you can move into your future. And a lot of times, let me just say this. The Holy Spirit, when you have a desire for something, you know, like, like you have a desire to, to walk in the power of God like never before. The gifts of the Spirit. Are you ready for this? That's the Holy Spirit putting that desire in you. Amen. Think about that. That's the Holy Ghost himself putting that desire in you. So if the Holy Spirit's putting that desire in you, he's saying, hey, come on up and match me in the desire and I'm going to meet it. Amen. Think about that. That which is chasing after you, that which you are chasing after is chasing you. Think about that. God wants you and I to walk in the power of God more than you even want to. Why? Because he's looking for ambassadors. He's looking for soldiers that are going to plow Satan's kingdom over everywhere we go. Amen? That's why. So listen, whatever you're desiring for, from the Holy Ghost, whatever you're desiring, the Holy Ghost is putting it in you. So don't, you don't have to be like, oh, God, is this you? Do you really want me to uh, go out and witness to people? Do you really want me to go out and minister? Do you really want me to do that radical thing? Yes, he does. There's your confirmation right there. Yes, he does. Amen? Someone once said, well, I feel called into the ministry, but how do I know if it's me or if it's the Holy Ghost? I say, number one, your flesh wants nothing to do with the ministry. (laughs) If you have a desire for ministry, it's the Holy Ghost. Amen? And you better have a calling. Don't jump in without the calling. Right? All right. Uh, So... So your future has to move into you before you can move into your future. You've got to see it on the inside. Amen? That is why the Holy Spirit's so important in our life. He plants a picture of your potential on the inside of you. And then he helps you accomplish it. Not only does he give it to you, that desire, he puts that picture in you, but he wants to help you accomplish it. Man, he's good. Amen? That's why the apostle that's why the apostle Paul told Timothy to meditate and give yourself fully to the gifts and callings on his life that God has placed within him. Let's the last passage here and I'm done 1st Timothy chapter 4 1st Timothy chapter 4 14 through 15 And I'm still going to get you out of here before noon. All right. <laughs> I know we're 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 spitting out a lot of info here. Who's we? Me and the Holy Ghost. Amen? All right. Here we go. 1 Timothy 4 and 14 through 15. All right. It says this. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy. Man, the devil hates prophecy. With the laying on of the hands of the eldership. Meditate on these things. You might, if you have a pen or a pencil, underline that. Meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them, that your progress may be evident to all. So we are to think and meditate upon the pictures and the words that the Holy Spirit gives us about our future. Amen? Because as you meditate on those things, that's the direction that you're going to fulfill. That's the direction you're going to go in. Whatever you meditate on, whatever it fills your thought life, that's the direction you're going to go. So I love it. The Holy Ghost through Paul says, 
Meditate on these things. Meditate. Keep them in your thought life. And I found this out. The more I meditate on spiritual things, on the Word, on prophetic words that I've received, on visions the Holy Spirit has given me, guess what? More come. More come. You want to know why? Because the Holy Ghost says, oh, this person didn't just throw it away. They actually cared about what I spoke to them. You're putting the Holy Spirit and the will of God as a priority over your life. That's why it says meditate upon these things. Give yourself fully. See, God is looking for sold out soldiers today. That's what he's looking for. Amen. The Holy Spirit is ready and willing to guide you into your future by telling you and showing you things to come. And at the end of your life, God wants you to cross that finish line victoriously and fulfill every mission that He has given you on this earth. And then you will hear the words, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Let's stand up in this place. Oh, Father God, thank you. That, those are the words I want to hear. Those are the words... Lord, we just want to be faithful ambassadors, representatives, and soldiers for you on this earth. Now, maybe there's someone in this place. You're in the wrong army. You're in the devil's army. You've never made Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life. If that's you, I want you to come up to this altar. I want to pray with you to get born again. Make Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life. Now, maybe there's someone here, you know. You, you need to rededicate your life to the Lord. You recognize that you've gotten off course. You unhooked from the kingdom of God and you hooked to the flesh. You hooked to the natural realm. You hooked to the devil's stuff. Whatever it is, you need to rededicate. You need to unhook from the enemy and hook back up with Jesus. If that's you, I want you to come up and I want to pray with you today. Now, maybe there's someone here you've never received the Holy Spirit baptism. You want to learn more about the Holy Spirit baptism and you want me to pray with you to receive? Come on up. Amen. Oh, nothing like it. Nothing like the experience of the Holy Spirit baptism. It'll change your life. It'll change your ministry. Some people are, are you're getting your tail kicked because you're trying to do it in your own strength. Jesus said you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Come on to be witnesses for him. So come on up if you want to receive the Holy Spirit baptism. Now, if you need prayer for healing, deliverance, heal, uh, prayer for someone else, whatever it is, I will stay as long as, uh, as you need for us to pray over all the needs, me and, and our healing team here. So, um, man, what an awesome time today. I'm just, every time I, I'm driving home after these services, I'm just kind of in a daze. I'm like, wow, Holy Ghost. He is awesome. Amen. So, Thank you, visitors, for coming. If um, there's a visitor's card in the uh, pew neck uh, in front of you, if you want to fill one of these out, we'd just love to have your information and uh, be annoying. Just kidding. All right, we won't.